Family from the Heart, Episode 2. This show is brought to you by listeners like you. Want to help support this show? Visit gspn.tv slash donate today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And you're laughing already. You got this easy, this easy sounding, I'm on the radio voice. Well, some can pretend, can't they? (laughs) And some can laugh, can't they? I'm trying to do my Venus flytrap impersonation. Hey, everybody. Do you know who Venus, do you know? You you have no clue who (laughs) Venus flytrap is? No. Seriously. Seriously. Have you ever watched uh, WKRP in Cincinnati and the other reruns of that? Yeah, I have. Yeah, that's who that is. Okay. Venus flytrap. He was the the black guy that did the late night night show. Late, late night show. Yeah. Yeah. Venus. Okay. I never knew what it was. I was trying to be like smooth and cool. Hey, everybody. Okay. So anyway. So anyway, happy new year. Happy new year. How exciting is it to have a new year in front of us? I don't know. It's kind of getting old. <laughs> what? How can it get old? What no. do you mean? I, well, I've had a lot of new years. Oh, so I, tell us about so, it, babe. It's, you know. How does that make you feel? It makes me feel old. No, um, actually, I feel great. But do you ever do you ever get the feeling that sitting down and reflecting over the past year and looking forward to the year to come, do you ever feel like that gets old? I mean, shouldn't we do that all year long, not just one time why do i sound really weird to myself uh because the room is the, is it the, the room it's the studios okay it, it is okay we compl- did some rearranging we did some moving of the furniture and, and of the audio equipment and of the audio equipment and i'm sounding really funky to myself so. like tell me how you i mean are you not I, loud enough or? no no i sound like like when i hear myself back yeah i sound like that to myself right now which is normally not what i hear myself sound like does that make sense? <laughs> no, that did not make any sense at all. Oh, that's funny. But uh, I, I, I think because so, I've noticed it too. I okay. mean, my voice doesn't sound the same. So we're to not, myself. but we're not going to dwell on it. We'll no, just we'll move just move on, on and and, and give me some time to it. do some soundproofing in the room here. I think that I think that's a lot of it. I really do. I think you're yeah. hearing the echo of the okay. room okay. in the background, and that's I need to get that it. carpeting put up in the corners and. And I need this, this room is going to need so much work when we go to resell this house. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I was thinking about stealing all of the uh, stuffed animals from the kids for yeah. the ledge to kind of absorb all the sound. Cool. So anyway, anyway, but that's not what that's this what podcast was, is all no, about. It's not. This is a family from the heart. I was saying that don't you ever think that that doing all this reflection one time a year gets kind of old? Shouldn't we be reflecting all the time. I mean, shouldn't we be doing that on a more regular basis than than once a year? I think so. Okay. But I I I do believe that there is value in taking stock in an entire year's past, reflecting upon it. Well, absolutely. And looking at the entire new if year you ahead. Have, if you have a clear account of the past year, you know, I mean, it could be you could forget things and things could get looked over that that maybe are vital to your planning for the year to come. I, I don't follow you. OK. No, say it no. again, because I was trying. If you don't have a clear account. Well, what do you I mean? was just I mean, you could forget things. OK. 
that that happened in the past year. That, oh yeah, absolutely. Know, that maybe don't seem like something of great significance, but in the wrong one, long run could have been a good lesson to be learned. I don't know. Maybe I'm just talking a bunch of crap. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> I I think I think it's important to well I think one thing you could do throughout the year is journal, and I think that that's in kind of kind of important. And then what you could do uh, is you could you know at the end of the year you could go back thump, through. yeah you could go back through and and kind of see where you've been and some of the ups and downs. That would have been really good when, if you didn't lose your journal. Yeah, my <laughs> my journal went walking uh, on our anniversary date. Yes. So there, I'm sure that it's one day someone some really good bathroom reading. Yeah. Well, let's just put it this way: it will be used in a court of law against me. I'm sure. <laughs> one day, or or if I ever run for president, that thing will it will show it up. will show up because uh, my my journal was raw and unedited, unscripted stream of thought. I mean the 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 highest highs and the lowest lows. And the worst of the worst, it was all in that journal. Yeah. So the pitfalls of the written journal. <laughs> I've not written my thoughts inside of a journal since. Yes. So. But um, so that that's kind of the goal of this episode, right? Is, is, is what? to talk about um, some of the, the thoughts that we've been sharing together of where we want our family to go. Yeah, I think that would be a great goal for this show. As we... You know what? You know, I feel so cool. I, I'm, I'm sipping on this. I, I'm not a tea drinker by no, nature. Not. I mean, I had a whole green tea kick for a while. Yeah. Which uh, it lasted one box. No, that's not true. It did. It lasted one box of green tea. But I've Are been. Are you gonna doubt me now? No, okay. no. But I, I'm drinking this. This is called black tea. Just your normal Lipton tea is black tea, right? Yeah. And so, uh, yeah. It, it's it's just different for me. Is that why you're talking like this? Yeah, I'm so laid you're back so and laid mellow. Back it's the tea. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> but no, I think that would be a great idea is to talk oh, yeah. about the the uh, year to come and uh, talk about what we want for our family and trying not to dwell on the negatives right. of 2007, although there have been several. And you pick up the camera as you say that. No, no, no I, I'm, I was just playing I around. But anyway, um, I think that one of the things that you and I have been talking about a lot is the way that we parent. Yes. And that we have certainly in the past, I, 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 I'm not going to, one of the things, that, and of course, I think this is important for people to know about us and to know where we come from. When it comes to how we share things, there there have been times in our past where we would share the faults of one another in in, you know, confessing, you know, what we struggle with. We would be eager to share the faults of our spouse. And that's something that that a lot of couples struggle with, something that Stephanie and I still have a hard time trying to avoid. But um, one of the things that I think is very important when you share something that you want to really tweak or or fix, I think it's important that you don't admit or confess or embarrass your spouse by bringing up their shortcomings. Right. You know, so I will say and take ownership for myself that in the past two years, 
I have not been the best father that I could be, and and not even close. I have um, allowed my passions and my desires and selfishness get in the way of a lot of things when when it comes to being a father. Right? And um, that certainly goes from you know being a borderline workaholic at the office, uh, and then you know coming home, having dinner, you know when I'm actually here with the kids and with you having my mind somewhere else and then coming down and producing, you know, 400 episodes of a podcast (laughs) uh, over a two-year period of time. Right. And I'm not going to say I'm a horrible father, but I will say that... No, I I understand that. Uh, My kids know that I love them and, and I know that they love me. But I have not done the things that I want to do as a father. One of the things looking forward to 2008, I want to be with my kids when I'm with them. Right. That's for me. Right. That's something I want for myself. I want to be there in in their, how long ago was it that we were reading the uh, Chronicles of Narnia? Oh, wow. I was pregnant with McKenna. It's been like three years. McKenna wasn't here at that time? Maybe that no. I, honestly, or newborn. But I want to say, I want to say, and, and, and of course, um, it, I mean this. This again has everything to do with me. But when we went to having three children, it became more difficult for me <laughs> to to adjust to trying to <laughs> to handle the circus oh. that is our life. I'm sorry, I find that funny. Why? Nah. Why do you? What's so funny? <laughs> Are you okay? I will be. Yeah, that was funny. Okay, go ahead. Finish your story. <laughs> no, I'm I'm eager to see what you're thinking now. Anyway, we'll, go we'll ahead. okay. So, but anyway, I recall back then. I, I I used to sit there and like at night we would we would gather the kids together, put them to bed have them be in the room for a little bit and we would bring them out you did most of this yeah that's what i'm sorry i and this is something i recall doing that i miss doing as a father okay this is when mom would run and hide okay so so basically what i would do is the kids would be all uh shuffled off to their rooms to go to bed and they would think that it's bedtime for the night right no chance of getting up and what I would do is I would turn out all the lights in the house and I would actually have uh, set up a candle on the on the coffee table in the living room. And then I would go get my one of the one of the books from the Chronicles of Narnia mm-hmm. and I'd get my reading lamp. Uh, just one At of the those time lo- it was The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Yeah. And we, we were would working get- up to the release of the movie. Yes. And so uh, we basically, and no, it was The Magician's Nephew we read first. Remember? Oh, we did read that first. Yes. So right. the magician's nephew, and so I would have because one of those little. Che- I remember. To, I remember you talking about you having a debate with someone, because chronologically that's the first book. Mm-hmm. But but it wasn't released as the it, first book. Yes, in it the, wasn't released as the first book. Right. The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe were, was was. So right. anyway, go ahead. So I had this cheap, you know, battery operated ba- uh, book lamp that just lights up the pages for you to be able to read. 
And so I had all that set up, and then I said, hey, kids, come out. And you're telling me that was just Matthew and Megan, I guess. It was. Wow. I, I guess that makes sense because it McKenna was. wouldn't even she, she now. She can't sit or, now. Yeah, and she definitely wouldn't any time prior to this. So I guess that makes sense. But anyway, what I would do is I would bring the two out into the living room and say, I'm going to let you stay up. We're going to do a special story, but only if you promise to sit and be quiet and listen to the story as I read and not interrupt. And so uh, because I, I'm like that, I am a I'm a control freak. I am <laughs> I am obsessive compulsive and I like things done my way and I'm struggling. I struggle with that. But anyway, I, I don't like to be interrupted and, and stuff like that. So so this was a way, you know, mm-hmm. this was special time. And I would sit the kids, one kid in one chair, one kid in the other chair, and I would sit in the middle, and we would have this story time. We would read a a chapter or two chapters of this book together as a family. And you were there for that most of the time, weren't you? Um, I came in towards the middle of the line, which I think I read a little bit of The Magician's Nephew, but I was pregnant with McKenna. Okay. And that was Mama's nap time. That that must be it. When I needed to go and... Well, look, I had had it for the day. The point is, is that that was, that was, in it, when I think of myself as a father and who I want to be as a father, that's the man. Okay. That's the man I wanted to be. That's the man I want to be. That's the man I feel like I should be as a father. Okay. Okay. Having, and then we had another kid. And then we had another kid. And, and for me, I struggled with that transition and have ever since we all did um and mckenna is a wonderful child the only one who did not struggle with that transition was mckenna she just kind of said look (laughs) i'm here here i am you know deal with it rocking like a hurricane (laughs) that's now but she was a good baby no she was an excellent baby i think that um i think that megan was and and is i love that child high maintenance Mm-hmm. Since the day I gave birth to that child, she has been a little bit high maintenance. You know, when she was a newborn, um, I think that she knew the whole world was about her. <laughs> I, I do. I swear. She knew that it was all about her. And she expected to be held all the time. And well, she was we, my first kid, so I didn't know any better. We were child-centered parenting we at were, the time. Well, I'm getting around to that. Okay, I'm go just ahead. saying that that's the way, you know, we parented. And, and um... And then when we had Matthew, um, Matthew has been an exceptional child from birth. He is just very laid back and and calm. And, and now that he's six, he gets a little rambunctious at times, but he's always been quiet and reserved and a content child. And then uh, McKenna, I think she just knew that there were two people ahead of her that, you know, demanded their needs. Mm-hmm. more um efficiently than she did right <laughs> you know she she was just a very content baby so but now she's rocking like a hurricane we, i can't keep up with her yeah and and here here's the deal it's been a long time since those nights of, of reading the chronicles of narnia and i don't know exactly what caused i think we weren't in, i think the kids were not into the third book like oh, the, we started the, the on the boy third, and his horse or whatever yeah. that, that I, I wasn't we into started that into the third book and I don't think that any of us could really get into it and then we had the baby and and we just dropped it and it just dropped right? and and with that 
came, you know, of I course. Because we were all adjusting to new schedules. Yep. And, and, and of course, you know, it, we just got out of the habit of doing mm-hmm. that. And unfortunately, never got back into that habit. And then all of a sudden came along the hobby of podcasting. And that all of a sudden became. I think it's a phenomenon. What you can call it that the phenomenon. Yes. No, from it became <laughs> it was the hobby of of podcasting, and that which uh, very quickly turned into the addiction of podcasting. Mm-hmm. Uh, so much that it was all consuming, and very much that was that was my thing, and I have struggled with that on and off ever since. Right. And. Uh, you know, and, and I still think that podcasting was the right thing to do as a hobby. And I believe without <laughs> any doubt in my mind that this is God's calling in my life to to now pursue this full time as, as a career. However, all I'm saying is that in 2007 and in 2006, I believe that I have, in essence, missed out on so much as a father. And that's where, that's where my flaws as a parent come in, in the fact that while you're missing out, I'm making up, and so I've just been this, um, I've just been like this hamster in a wheel for the last two years, just trying to, just trying to keep up, and um, and I become, I, I've always been a very patient person. That um, people tell me that all the time, how patient I am, and then I look at like the last two years of my life, and I'm like, I must have lost it somewhere along the way because I am not patient anymore. But um, but so that's where where my flaws in. I become I've become a little bit more impatient and um, short tempered, and a, uh, actually a little bit of um, I let them get away with way too much because I can't stand to be the only one the only one enforcing the rules that they know that we have in this house. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. Okay. Absolutely. So that, that is, um, that is where I have fallen short over the last two years. And, and I think, and in that, and in that, um, McKenna hasn't had any good parenting. Yep. You know, and, and I find myself, um, I have found myself over the last several months telling Megan, you know, she copies everything you do. When you do this, you know, she does that. And so you need to to fix your behavior. Or I, I, I say that term to you guys. That's not what I say to her. I say, you know, you need to behave the correct way so that she learns how to behave the correct way. Where I've been putting my blame on Megan. Yep. Because the blame does not lie within Megan. The blame lies within me. If I was a better parent to McKenna, she would know that even though Megan does it, it's wrong and she shouldn't do it. And of course also, and if we were to more appropriately discipline Megan, she would see that discipline and say, <laughs> right. that's not that's something not I want to do. Right. Uh, so yeah, I, I absolutely. I don't know. I'm starting to think Megan likes punishment. <laughs> Maybe. Because she will turn and she will look at you and give you the cutest little smile and go do it anyway. Well, the thing is, is then that begs the question of what, you know, what is the appropriate and discipline? we got a little rebel. Well, of course we do. So, um, again, w- the whole concept there was not to say, but let's look back and see how awful right. things have been. Because, right, no. you know, we, we've, we definitely have shared our struggles. Now, the thing is, is, is all these things that have happened in the last two years 
were things that we struggled with like five years ago. Right. And some major things happened as a result of that. And then all of a sudden, we got our act together. And for about three solid years, we were great parents. What I would consider to be yeah. great parents. And that would be Matthew. What? No, and with Megan. We, well, you, we, we turned some things around. No, and, we did. But I think that, that you see the core of our good parenting in Matthew. Because Megan had the first, you know, three years of her life where she ran the show. Yes. You know, literally, she ran the show. And then we straightened up and, and we knew what we were doing. For, not that we completely knew what we were doing, but we had a good handle on where we wanted to go mm-hmm. and how to get there. And um, and I think that you see the majority of that parenting in Matthew. Yeah. It was easier for Megan to fall back into what she knew. Her old habits. Because she had it longer. Yep. That's so, that's what I meant by that. Yeah. And so so basically we we went through some parenting classes together. Mm-hmm. Uh and uh, and then another uh, right on top of the parenting classes we went to uh a weekend to remember marriage conference right after that mm-hmm. and and we I mean really we were solid and we were a team, you and I were a team. Our family as, as a priority always came first. And man, looking back over the last two years, how far we have fallen from that. And uh, so, so again, not to look back, but let's let's look in. Here we are. It is it is actually literally January first, two thousand eight. Is it still January first? Let me take a look. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Can, can you believe that? It's like the day that won't end. No doubt. Actually, it's been a very good day. It has been a good day. I think that's. I believe that I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I'm. Just, it's been a very good day, and I, I I think that that's why I'm wondering. You know, it feels like it's been like three days. It Maybe does. I just want it to be three days. So so here's the thing. Today, Stephanie and I. I mean, over the last couple of weeks, Stephanie and I have been working on this transition of of me coming and working here from the home full time as a. Uh, podcast consultant and new media consultant and uh, you know finding a way that we're going to make this work to where we can earn a living doing uh, coming behind the microphone here for you guys and and also helping other people to do this Um, so so as we work that out of course a lot of things have happened in in the area of my life when it comes to my faith in God and my relationship with Christ and and so that has been something that has been really surfacing to the top but then this parenting stuff as well and of course i think it is all That's tied together I think you've been here more to notice that things have been maybe not the way they should be well no i and i, I agree that you know, i mean i was here quite a bit but i to be honest with you i chose not to that's what i'm saying it. that's what i'm saying i think that when you're with us you're with us mm-hmm. so you've been you have not just been physically with us, but you have been, you know, completely with us and um, aware of what's going on. Whereas before you were just there thinking about other things, not really. Right. So exactly. That's and, not and, pointing out your flaws, is it? That's no, just saying no, what you already said. It's what I've already said. So so here's the deal. I I have already noticed some major changes in my heart when it comes to family. and And I'm... Looking forward to in 2008, getting back to the priorities at hand uh, that that are most important. Putting putting our family first, um, 
when I'm with the kids, being there mentally, physically, um, and and really, if you think about the title of this podcast, I, in 2008, I was I want us to do family from the heart. You know, not yeah. not just from the family. You know, you know the family. This isn't the family survival podcast. <laughs> I don't want to just survive That's as a family. That's what we've been doing the last two years. Hey? Yes, I in 2008, I want us to thrive as a family, and I want that to take over. And and some and sometimes that creates a little bit of anxiety and hesitation because it's like wow, I wonder for us to be able to, for for me to be able to be the father that I want to be, does that mean I, do I need to cut back on a little television here and there? Um, do I, you know what? Because you're only given so much time in a day, right? So I mean, how much of this, you know, how much of of putting the priorities back where they should be how much of that changes anything that we've done over the last two years and and where we're going in 2008 one of the things that definitely that has come up in my mind is the fact that we've we've mentioned that we were going to start an ugly pot betty podcast right i really have no desire to do that now yeah do you, you know what i'm saying right i know what you're saying i do it's like, you know, we, we already have some shows that we, we do. They have some decent-sized audiences. We can really beef up the content of those shows um, at, as those shows come back. There are some other shows that I would love to watch just for pure entertainment purposes that we could do some shows on. But Ugly Betty is is a show that, unfortunately, is just not something that's appealing to me. Not because I have anything right. against it. No, right, but, I know. But it's just not. I love it. I know you do. And, and, but, but it's not something that I want to now say, okay, well, let's go back and watch these together so that we can do another podcast and get more audience right. before right. it used to be, a, and, and I'll share this. It used to be about the pride of having another successfully launched show. You know what I'm saying? I do. I and, do. And, and it's like, you know, I don't want my pride to be the reason why we launch another show or or another pat on the back or another I, I want I want to say okay what time and energy would be involved in taking on the project of an ugly betty podcast and when it comes down to it it's like wow that that time devoted there has to come out of somewhere, of somewhere else. else absolutely and that's so those are the kinds of things that you know moving forward in 2008 I need to think of in my heart, you you need to think of in your heart, we need to come together, communicate at a at, at this level and say, hey, where are we going in 2008? Yeah. I was just thinking that our communication has been like great lately. Just listening to you say all that, I was just thinking about how well we've been communicating. Not that, you know, I'm sure we'll have our times because, you know, three weeks from now when you've been here every day and <laughs> I'm tired of being your cafeteria cook, I'm sure <laughs> I will. Um, you know, I'm sure I could do without talking to you for a day or two. But <laughs> but um, that that's a funny story. Yesterday, Cliff came up and asked me what was for lunch. And uh, I'm like, well, I already fed the kids. They had peanut butter and jelly and, you know, whatever else they had with it. And he's like, oh. Well, I thought one of the perks would be in here was having, you know, 
having uh, access to the cafeteria whenever I wanted. I don't <laughs> think so. I don't think so. Yeah. So it it, it you know it is going to be difficult. It is. Um, this transition, you know, um, I mean, you're used to having this. This is your domain. This has been your domain. This is my domain. And it's and now I'm coming along. I think that right. was a siren outside. Okay. Okay, because yeah. for a moment it sounded like a crying kid. No, it was. It's a siren. They kind of circle like that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and then they have to breathe. Yeah, <laughs> they start again. <laughs> oh man. So. Um, but yeah, our communication yeah. has been very good uh, leading up to this. I have no doubt that the transition is going to be difficult on both of us. Um, you know, you, we thought we were on different levels of expectations for each other before. You know, what if, you know, it comes out that, you know, I have expectations that are way beyond what I think should be. And it's like all of a sudden now I'm here to keep track of you. Oh, you that know? ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just tell you all right now that ain't going to happen. Yeah. Um. One thing that I think is funny is that you you can't you know you you can't blame being late on the commute anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Not that I ever could before. True, true. The neat that yeah. Well, well let's not get on. That, no, know. it was just funny. It yeah. was just because you had talked about the commute. Oh, getting home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be funny. When you coming so. home? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> No doubt. Uh, anyway, so it's there's going to be great things um, ahead, but it is going to be a, a rough transition. But I think that we have both um, we have both looked back and acknowledged where we have fallen short and are ready to, and even tonight started to um, to let our kids know that um, you know we've kind of taken stock of where we have been as as a mom and a dad, and things are going to change, and you're not going to like it, but. It's got to happen. Yeah, and and we explained to them that, to be honest with you, we, we told the kids it's like it's going to be hard on all of us. It is. You know, there are things that that are going to change for you guys, but there are things that literally have to change for mommy and daddy as right. well. And so we're all going to be going through some right. growth like here. One one um, one thing that I'm willing to share is that you know Cliff and I have come before you guys, and those who have listened for a long time, and those who are new. We'll tell you now that we have both struggled with um, a food addiction for, um, well, you know, currently. <laughs> and one thing that we are trying to stop in um, one of our children is sneaking food and um, and overeating. So, I mean, before we can, before we can, you know, help fix that in them or help encourage healthy habits in them, we first have to take know, on some healthy habits of our them own ourselves. Exactly. So, um, you know, there are, you know, tried to explain Stephan- to them. Stephanie's talking about not overeating and I'm finishing an entire bag of chips at the counter while she's talking. I'm like, oh my gosh, thanks, Stephanie. Couldn't you wait until... <laughs> Do you like leave? how that works? Yeah, yeah, thank you. Two birds, one uh-huh. stone. So, you know. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, um, she was probably thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Probably. Anyway, um I forgot where I was going with that. Um, 
just, oh, just, just fixing was, our own behaviors, you know, and letting them know that it's going to be just as difficult for us. You know, um, one thing that Cliff and I really want to do is, um, is to stop yelling. We oh are, my gosh. I, I come from a long line of yellers. I don't know where you got it from. I don't know if that's how your parents parented. Oh yeah. Oh is yeah. It? Okay. Oh yeah. And, um, and I don't like it. I've never liked it. I, I despise it actually but i have found myself when completely frustrated and not knowing what else to do falling into that habit of parenting and and that's not what i want to do so um so one of the one of our goals is is to stop yelling and um because we've started seeing that that that's the way our own kids have you know deal with each other to deal with each other and um so, I mean, that's going to be really hard for us. It's not something that's you know? easily just, it's, yeah. oh, wow, that's something I need to quit doing. Right. But I need to quit doing it because my, I mean, I'm going to have a heart attack if I right. don't. I mean, I cannot. Let- I do it as second nature. But you, I mean, when you get um, roused up enough to yell, you can see it in your whole body. Yeah. I mean, it's know? it's like. I, it, it's it's like this anger. That, it comes that, natural for me. <laughs> but anyway, I'm it, just kidding. It, it's something so, yeah. that it, it just it, it is something that as a father, I it don't want it. It affects your health. Exactly. And so it's it's of greater import, yeah. in, importance. Excuse yeah. me. I, and and of course, you know, it doesn't help that you know I'm a perfectionist and I like perfection and 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 the fact is, is our kids aren't perfect and I'm not perfect they're, they're and, and, not, and, and, and it's and the thing is is that a lot of times um they're just being kids yep you know um they they our kids we have good kids i mean do they have their problems absolutely you know but um and i'll be the first person to tell you that that my kids aren't perfect you know and i'm not a perfect mom that's what life's about right but um but overall, we have some really good kids, but there are a great deal of um, of parenting. What's the word I want to use? A great deal of parenting. Um, well, for lack of a better word, changes that we need to use to to make to create morally responsible adults. Yeah. I mean, they're good kids, but are they really going to make it? If we you don't, know, if yeah. we don't make these changes that we're talking about, yeah. So that that's that so, is. So in 2008, some of our goals are to uh, teach our children not just the discipline of do what we say, when we say it, how we say it. You know, it's not like if I say jump, you say how high, and right. that's that's but it. But teaching them why exactly why we're telling them what is the moral reason behind doing what right. we're asking you to do, and and. And, and, you know, and, and teaching our children, what is morality and what does it mean to be, you know, wh- wh- why does, why is it that we believe that, that God has told us to do things that we should do or don't do things that we shouldn't do? And right. we explain to them, it's not about uh, this whole, you know, because, you know, God doesn't want us to have fun. That's why we can't do that. Uh, it's it's because everything that it, we're told to do, we're told to do because it would be good for us. And the things we're told not to do, we're told not to do because there is great danger involved right. with doing those things. Not necess- So um, tonight we did. Uh, <laughs> not we. I had no part in this. <laughs> okay. So so tonight 
we actually we we, we did be, all sit down. I was there. We we all sat down on the bed in the girls' room, and we had a conversation. And I and I was explaining to them what is moral and what is immoral, and 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 trying to explain. And, this, and Megan says, "Can't we just say right and wrong?" It's like, no. I said, I said, Megan, you and Matthew are old enough to understand it and learn these terms, and I think that it's important that you start. To, to think about these things because it's not just about right and wrong. It's it's about what's moral and what's immoral. And, and the best way that I could think to explain to them, and, and I'm not a perfect father, but I said, you know, the, the way to think about this is that if something is moral, it means that it's the right thing to do, but, it's, but more importantly, it's what's pleasing to God. Right. And if something is immoral, it's, it's basically saying that that's not the right thing to do but more importantly, it's it, it's not pleasing to God. So if it's immoral, it's not pleasing to God. And it's not pleasing to God, be, it, it's not not pleasing to God because of he doesn't want you to have fun. It's because if he says don't do this, it's not pleasing to him to see you do things that put you in great danger. And so I wanted to give them an example of what I was talking about. And so... I, we all came into the kitchen. I made them all stand on the other side of the uh, island in the kitchen. We turned out all the lights. And I grabbed a single uh, paper towel. Yeah. And I turned the stove. The, we have an electric stovetop. And uh, I turned the front burner on high. And if you guys have ever seen an electric stovetop, you know that when they're hot on high, they glow a very bright orangish yellow. Um, and, and I mean, it's just hot. And so I sit there and we let it heat up. And, and again, it's pitch black. And so this stove is basically... It, you like to teach in the dark. <laughs> I do like to teach in the dark. Uh but anyway, I think you there's less... Like di- the fire. Th- well, there's less distraction, I think. Like when fire. Yeah. So the, the light, I mean, the light from this burner is is glowing. And I sit there, I say, hey, guys, let me ask you something. If you, can you tell me what that looks like? And they made a little funny joke. And I said, well, doesn't, would you, would you agree with me that to a little child like McKenna, that that looks cool? And they're like, yeah. And I said, well, if you were a little boy or a little girl, do you understand that, you know, perhaps you might want to go up and touch that because it looks so appealing? Uh, and they are like, yeah, that makes sense. And I said, now, now mommy and daddy have a rule. And that is, is that you are not allowed to go to, to uh, near the stove when the when we're cooking and when the burners are on. And the reason why is not because we don't want you to have fun and come around the really cool-looking glowing lights on top, but it has everything to do with the fact that it's a dangerous place to be. And I, I basically, I said, now watch. I said, now you you see this uh, stovetop. Now I, t- what, I said, here's what happens. And I took the paper towel and I just barely touched it against the burner and it went up in flames. And they're like, oh. you know, it's like they they were like, whoa. And so I held it up. Do it again. Do it again. <laughs> you know, fire, fire, fire. No. Um, I said, see this? I said, now here's what happens. That's how hot that stove is. It instantly set this on fire. And if a child or anybody were to touch that burner, 
it would burn the skin right off of their hands. That's what I told them. What did you tell them? I told them your hands, it would burn your hands off. <laughs> I, I really. You saw the look on Megan's face. I mean, she's eight years old and she's thinking, you know, your whole hand. And well, I mean, literally. It, it, she was it, in shock. I, I think I wanted to make my point. I, I think I got my point across, though, is that. And that since I'm dead, I can take off my head. <laughs> What's that from? That's from uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah, that is a horrible movie. It is a horrible but movie. Let's but not go there. The, no, because oh, okay. did you hear Megan say? She goes, ooh, a skeleton. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, so you know, then I, I, I took I took I finally took the paper towel and I ran it under the, the water in the sink and I put it out and I turned off the stove and I explained to the children and I said, listen, do you understand why it's important why is it that a mom and dad tells a little child not to touch the stove because it could be dangerous it could be dangerous not that it's always dangerous maybe the stove's off and you can touch it and it's fine but but there are sometimes you just need to understand this isn't a place for you at this time in your life Stay away from it. And it's not because we don't want you to have fun and see and investigate and experience the coolness of the nice glowing lights. It's because we have put this rule in place that, you know, that's what it is. And so if one of our children was to go around the stove and go pouting their hands on it, even if the stove was turned off, that would be displeasing to me as a father. Right. Does that make sense? It would, to me, it does. Even though the stove is turned off and you would not get burned, if I've asked you to stay away from the stove and not play around it, and you go up and put your hand on it anyway, and even though there is no burn, there is no danger at that given moment, the fact that the standing rule is that you don't play around the stove, it would be displeasing to me as a father. And I explained to them that sometimes, even for dad, and I said, even I think there are things that are really cool in life and things that are a lot of fun. And one of the things is that the Bible talks about is, is getting drunk. It's not necessarily drinking alcohol, but getting just drunk. And I said, daddy has done that before. And I haven't gotten hurt from doing that before. But the thing is, is that the Bible says, and God says, that I should not do that, okay? And the reason why is not because God doesn't want me to go out and have fun like I do on those nights, you know? But the the fact is, is that, because I, <laughs> like I, I do, like, like I, I did, did, did those nights. But I, I think maybe God, you know, is trying to keep me from experiencing the way I felt the next day. Or even worse, the danger of what could happen during those times when I'm not able to think clearly and responsibly about the decisions and the things that I do. And so it's not so much, so so all the times that I've gone out before, maybe the burner hasn't been on. But it's not the fact that I didn't get hurt that made it a bad thing. The fact is, is that I did something that God asked me not to do. And, and, and so it was displeasing to him. And so therefore it was immoral for me to do that. And that's that's how I explained it to them this evening. And I think they really grasped. I, I think Megan and Matthew really started to grasp and understand that. And for the first time in months and maybe years, I really felt 
like I'm, I'm getting around to being that father that I want to be again. And that's what I want more of this in 2008. Cool. Yeah, I agree. Cool. I can't just say everything you said over again. So. Right. So anyway, that. Yeah, cool. That's all I can come up <laughs> yeah, with. Yeah, cool. All righty. <laughs> One of the things that I just want to mention here is that, um, and we're we're getting ready to wrap up. In fact, I'll I'll start playing our really cool GSPN music in the background. So, um, spent thirteen hours yesterday <laughs> remodeling the studio, taking out everything. It would only take Cliff thirteen hours. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it, it, I I I'm getting ready for the new year. Not only as a as trying to put the family first but uh getting this business launched and figuring out how you and i are going to work at this as a team and 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 what involvements and stuff you're gonna play and not kill each other and not kill each other and uh one of the things i would probably kill you because you're a brooder and i'm an actor (laughs) i I react and and you just keep it all in yeah you'd be the one that would have bodily harm. Oh, okay. <laughs> so uh, anyway, one of the things that I've done is I've finally went out and got a, what is that? A it's thir- a corkboard? It's a what, 36, 36 by 48 inch uh, you cork board. I forgot what it was called. No. I know what it is. It's a cork board. But uh, we, it, it, <laughs> it's up on the wall and uh, we bought 150 push pins, I think. And we finally took the shoebox with all of the postcards you guys have sent and even the Christmas cards and stuff that we got last year. Um, Everything was all thrown into a a shoebox and I had written on it GSPN feedback. And I finally taken the time to uh, go through and and stick them up on this uh, bulletin board. It's something we've been planning on doing forever. You did a good job. Thank you. Yes. And uh, I've taken a picture of it. I will make it, uh, I think I'll probably make it the album art for this episode on the MP3 file, since we don't have a logo or anything for this show yet. And I'll also put a link to it in the show notes. Uh, I'll I'll put the picture in the show notes, and it's up on our Flickr page as well. But anyway, uh, I want to say special thank you to all of you guys out there. Amanda Black and uh, Michelle Robinson, I think, has sent in like four or five of those cards from different places she's been. and. Sherry Tilson and and just I mean everybody and, and it, Richard Emblem sent one from England of his uh, churches up there and I was going through and rereading them and and it's really an encouragement and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have them up there is as I'm sitting here in the studio working on all these things just it's it's our it's a testimony to all the people that you and I are reaching Stephanie it's really cool and if anybody wants to send in a postcard to be added to the wall there's of encouragement. Still, there's still room available. There's still room available. And uh, just go to gspn.tv, click contact us, and our P.O. box is there. Uh, but I'll tell you real quick here. You can back up and listen to it a couple times if you need to write it down. It's P.O. Box 482, Hebron, H-E-B-R-O-N, Kentucky, 41048. And with that, Stephanie, we got 20 seconds. So uh, thank you for listening. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. And uh, don't forget to join Join the the community. community.